Um, um, you know, there's there's also you know probably some frustration uh, with you know with with not being able to uh, you know to finish off uh, and complete the 60 minutes. I think it's it's just little things. I think. Um, I mean, we're just you know fragile team. We're trying to you know we got to understand the situation going into the first. You know, we're up one goal with. You know, what is it, a minute left? And, uh, you know, we, they score, and then obviously it happens again in the second, and then not only that, but then, you know, we start slow in the third. It's just we're finding ways to lose instead of trying to find ways to win. Yeah, that, of course, was Jordan Everly, goal scorer, the captain, Mark Giordano, and head coach, Dave Haxtell, talking about the loss, the 4-2 to two loss to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. My name is Erica Lindsay Ayala. I'm your host of Locked on Kraken, and thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. On today's episode, we're going to get more into what the team was saying after the loss, of course, the stats, and what to expect on the rest of the week for Locked on Kraken. Coming up next... Locked on Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. All right, folks, again, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. You heard from Jordan Everly. You heard from Mark Giordano. Just the size of frustration. Uh, Dave Haxtell saying, of course, there's going to be some frustration after this game. So let's get right into it. Uh, it was a 4-2 to two loss. Uh, I gave you some updates also in our um, Locked On Now. And I liked what uh, Kevin Weeks was saying about this game. So I'm actually going to play that Locked On Now for you in case you haven't watched it over on YouTube or social media. Self-inflicted wounds. That's what Kevin Weeks of ESPN called this 4-2 loss to the Las Vegas Golden Knights by the Seattle Kraken. My name is Erica Lindsay Ayala. I am your host of Locked on Kraken. And on today's show, earlier on Tuesday, we said Seattle needed to win the first and third period. Well, they scored first in the first, they scored first in the second, but in the third period, they let up two goals to Riley Smith. We also saw Yanni Gord leave the game after a blocked shot went down to the tunnel. We'll see if this is a long-term injury, but self-inflicted wounds, Weeksy, I got to agree with you. Seattle needs to tighten up. They got to get more consistent. And, you know, Dave Haxtell said it wasn't an urgency issue, but I'm starting to wonder if maybe that is a little bit of the case. But let's talk about it more on Wednesday on Locked on Kraken. So, you know, that that's what I'm thinking, an urgency issue when you let up a goal. So Jordan Everly scored the first goal of the game. So that's good urgency. Getting the Seattle Kraken started early, as I mentioned in the lockdown now, as I mentioned yesterday on Locked on Kraken, that's something that we needed to see. Uh, one of these teams needed to take control in the first period. So Jordan Everly gets the, the scoring started 
right about the uh, five minute mark in the first period. But then in the waning seconds at 1934, the Seattle Kraken give up a goal to Alex Petrangelo. So on the one hand, starting early, we've seen the Seattle Kraken be able to do that more consistently, consistently, excuse me, I will give them that they're starting early more consistently. I will give them that, but they're also letting up goals late. 1934 and you go into the intermission a goal down okay so then it's pretty even throughout the second period in the in the middle frame as I like to say and Yanni Gord gets them going at 1929 but then at 1944 they let up another goal and they concede the lead once again once again that's not that's not going to do it. That's not going to do it for the Seattle Kraken. And then in the third period, as I mentioned in the lockdown now, it was all it was all Las Vegas. It was quite literally all Riley Smith. He scores with 30 seconds in the third period and then at the 116 mark and that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. You also heard Kevin Weeks talk about that there weren't a lot of shots for the Seattle Kraken. So they were already down two goals at the 116 mark in the third period, but then could not get shots on net throughout the third period. We're going to hear actually uh, Gio talk a little bit more about that, about getting shots, about urgency. So yeah, hacks. Dave Hack's still saying it's not an urgency issue. That's what he said um, after the Arizona game. But I kind of called it even before Las Vegas. It's got to be urgency. There's got to be more urgency. And so a lack of urgency in situations that require urgency, to me, means that there's an urgency issue. Am I, am, am I the only one? Like, what are we thinking about this? What are we thinking about this? How can you say it's not an urgency issue when you can't get shots on net after you're down two goals? When you can't buckle down on defense after scoring, you give the momentum right back. Giordano also talked about momentum. You know, um, he said, and we'll hear from him a little bit later, but, you know, he says you got to take more chances when you're down in the third, especially when you're down two goals. And Seattle did not do that. Now, you heard me allude to an injury by Yanni Gord. Yanni Gord, I thought um, Allison Lucan and a few other people really were able to show the impact that he has when he's on the ice throughout this game with some of the live stats that I was seeing tweeted out. And then the productivity for the Seattle Kraken dropped when he, he was blocking a shot, doing exactly what you want to do as a contributor to this Seattle Kraken team, he blocked a shot and then went down to the tunnel. And then throughout the third period, Seattle couldn't get anything going. So how much does that say about what Yanni Gord means to this team, but also Seattle needs other people to step up. You know, uh, I saw a hashtag turbo Tuesday. Where was Tanif? Where was Tanif today? I'm looking at his stats. He did have an assist, um, his plus minus was one. Uh, he had two minutes in the penalty box, but one shot on goal, four hits. He had um, the only person with more hits, two people with uh, more hits 
were Susie and Alexiak, some big hits, I will say that. Uh, also, uh, Lazan had four hits. Um, they talked a lot about hits and hits building momentum. I will say that the Seattle Kraken, and let me show you what I'm looking at here. Show me what you're working with. Okay, anyway. Um, I'll show you what I got here. I'm looking at the live stats over at NHL.com. So hits doubled up. Seattle Kraken had double the hits. But if I remember correctly, the first Riley Smith, or excuse me, the it was either the first or second Vegas goal came from their first touch in that period, in that frame. Whereas you have the Seattle Kraken winning the shots on goal battle, except in the third period, and um, nothing to it. So here's what I'm talking about, about the hits. You can see that right there. But, I mean, shots on goal, one shot on goal for, for Tanev, one shot on goal for Eberly. it was a goal, so that's good. Schwartz had three. Geeky with four. Yanni Gord, we know that he, you know, ended up with an injury, but he had one shot, one goal, so that's a good percentage, but you need these guys to get more shots. You need these guys to get more shots on goal. Even Geo, two shots on goal. Um, a lot of the defenders actually had two shots on goal. So need more. Need more from the Seattle Kraken team. That's essentially the name of the game. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, again, I want you to hear from Jordan Everly. Lots of frustration in his post-game presser. I mean, we're a fragile team. You heard him say, I know I tweeted out, uh, some things that you'll hear from Eberly, you know, finding ways to lose instead of finding ways to win. Oof. But I kind of agree with him. So we're going to get into that a little bit more and then get you ready for the rest of the week for the Seattle Kraken, but also for Locked on Kraken, including what we are hoping will be a live preview show, including uh, the Locked on Ducks host later tonight. But I'll give you all the deets, all the skinny. But first, let me tell you about Shopify. So Shopify is just an all-in-one commerce platform where you can start, run, and grow your business. And in case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage that business. Uh, Subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. So I love that Shopify has all of the tools and resources. As someone who is a sole uh, proprietor, uh, an entrepreneur, things like this make it so much easier to do what you do well while also building your brand and your business. So it powers Shopify, that is, over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. So go to Shopify.com slash locked on NHL, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite 
of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com backslash locked on NHL. Again, that's all lowercase locked on NHL right now. Shopify.com backslash locked on NHL. And while you're doing that, we know that growing a business can be taxing on the body. That's why we want to make sure that you have your favorite protein bar ready for those times when you got to grind it out. And not to mention that Thanksgiving is coming. So you're going to have all of these good and tasty treats that are around you, but you have to stay focused on your goals. And that's where Built Bar comes in. It is the new holiday dessert. Did you know that one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories? And that's on the lower end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Not to mention my favorite part, they are covered in chocolate. They are low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high in protein. And it's a perfect option for when you're hungry and before you get hangry. Share some with your family at the holiday gatherings coming up because we certainly don't want your favorite auntie hangry during the holiday meal. So go to built.com and use promo code locked one five for 15% off your next order at built.com. That's 15% off 15% off your order. When you use promo code locked 15 at built.com as always happy snacking. All right. So let's get back to what we saw in this game. Again, it was a four to two victory in favor of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They own the series. So my bold prediction about us winning the Stanley Cup, well, it's not looking great. Uh, It was predicated on the Seattle Kraken being in position to win this season, and that's just not happening. Right now, we'll take a look at these standings. I'll show you what we have over on NHL Network once again, but we're going to the NHL standings. You know I like to talk about this. Um, In the Western Conference, we go to the Pacific Division and Seattle Kraken at 4-8 and 1, 346 win percentage. Yikes! And officially the only team that has yet to hit double digits in the Pacific Division still looking to reach double digits. We sit at the bottom of the barrel, the bottom of the table, however you want to say it, with only nine points, four wins, and that overtime loss, which is where we picked up another one of those points, a team losing streak and getting ready to play Anaheim. That's on a five-game winning streak, a five-game winning streak. They're above 500, which means they're, um, they've surpassed even more wins than losses again at seven, four and three on the season with 17 points. They are in that third spot. Remember we talk about the betonline.ag odds. I've been saying preseason that the, it was the Seattle Kraken that were predicted to finish third. And if that's going to happen, we've got a lot of work to do. And so what are the players saying about this? Well, I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now what the players are saying about this. Oh, was I not sharing this? So sorry. 
Anyway, here's the chart that I thought was up. Uh, but again, Anaheim in that number three spot. We are at the bottom of the barrel, 346. So what are the players saying about where they stand? I'm going to take you back to Jordan Eberle again, who was the goal scorer, Mark Giordano, captain of the Kraken, and Dave Haxtell to get their thoughts, get their take. But again, if we want to get up to this three spot where Anaheim is right now, a good way to start would be to beat Anaheim. But we'll talk about that in the next segment. Here's what the fellas had to say after the loss. Yeah, I mean, it's just... it, it's it's frustrating when you work that hard to maintain a lead and, and keep it, and and then you blow it like that. It's just it, it uh, it's tough. It, it's that's all I can say. I mean, I, it's not the way I look at. It. I you look at the standings, and, and we're losing ground. Um, you know, you obviously can't win the Stanley Cup in the first couple months of the season, but you can definitely put yourself out of it. So, ah, uh, well, you have to take more chances when you're down in the third. That's that's the bottom line. I think when you you know. When you're down early in first or second period, you stick to your game plan. Um, but as the game wears on and as the minutes start ticking away in the third, there's no doubt you're going to have to take chances uh, as the game goes on, especially down by two like we were tonight. And, um, you know, yeah, you're right. They, 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 they're a good defensive team. They have a, a really good decor, a really good goalie there, obviously. And uh, um, they make plays under pressure and, and, and get the puck out. So, um it's a tough building to get down in the third. I, I've, you know, I thought we were playing a really good game, and the momentum swung there pretty quickly in their favor. Well, we're we're, we're going home to our building. We think we've we've had a pretty good uh, a game at home. I think we've we've uh, we've took control of a lot of games there. We feed off our crowd. There's a lot of energy in our building, and we have to. Bottom line is we, you know, you can't look at it. You can't look at it and say, you know, the next six games you have to win them all. You got to go one one game at a time. We got to get back on track here. We we got to get feeling good about ourselves, and and uh, you know it seems like in tight games we we got to we got to find a way to still be able to make those plays, um, stick to our game, and and uh, and find a way to to get the lead ourselves. Well, there's a couple that he wants back. Um, you know, it was uh, probably a tough night. He didn't have a whole lot of you know a whole lot of work in and around him. Uh, made a couple good saves for us. Um, you know, so he, he, you know, he's got to reset. He's got to be ready to go back to work and practice tomorrow. No, nothing. He wasn't available for, uh, for the last, uh, portion of the third. Beyond that, I'll, I don't have any update for you. Yeah. All right. So there you heard Dave Haxtell mention a few things. He was asked about Yanni Gord, um, true to Dave Haxtell form at that time. This was of course, post game. He just didn't have an update. So we'll have to wait. The Seattle Kraken will hit the ice um, in a few hours here from the time of this recording. So I will try to give you updates Um, again. Stay tuned because I have some updates or information about a live stream that I'm going to do that will be live streamed tonight and will be tomorrow's episode. So be ready for that. Also, I told you that we were recording a locked on NHL roundtable regarding the sexual assault and abuse within the Chicago Blackhawks organization. And quite honestly, how that impacts the rest of the NHL culture and hockey culture. We're going to have that later in the week. Um, But another thing that Dave Haxtell mentioned is Chris Drieger. Um, Chris Drieger being in net kind of called that one. He was very noncommittal 
when it came to who was going to start in net. The only reason I was curious if that meant Drieger was going to start is because he's coming off an injury. Uh, but you heard him talk, probably wanted a few of those back. So here is the, I'll remember to actually put this up for you. Here we go. Here's the line for Chris Drieger. Uh, 16 saves on 19 shots. Um, you see that, you know, he let up a power play goal, um, or excuse me, um, 16 saves on 19 shots for Drieger. We see that, um, and that was even strength, excuse me, uh, 23 shots total for a save percentage of 826. Um, not terrible, but not great for Drieger. You heard Dave Haxel say he probably wants a few of those back, but Drieger's just coming back. And Drieger was still really trying to feel out this team and feel out his own game in the preseason. We talked about that on, earlier this year in the show, on the show, excuse me. So it's not a surprise, um, but Philip Grubauer being able to settle in with whether it's mentally, physically, a little bit of both is going to be extremely important for this Seattle Kraken team. Let's not forget, though, that Philip Grubauer has been named to the German national team. And so there will be a time where, at minimum, he's kind of thinking about both scenarios. We know that there's a baked-in NHL break, but let's be honest. I mean, we're less than 100 days out from the Olympics. I can tell you as someone who is preparing herself to go that it's at top of mind every single day. Now, I don't know how well um, Drieger is, or excuse me, Grubauer is at compartmentalizing, but it's not a farce for me to think that, um, you know, some of this is in the back of his mind. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I alluded to it a little bit, but I'm going to get you ready for the rest of this week for the Seattle Kraken and for our show here, Locked on Kraken. As always, I want to thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen. And right now, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors who have already mentioned on this show, we talked about it yesterday, and that's betonline.ag because they remain your number one spot for basketball and football action this season. Where It's uh, back and better than ever with a new website, a new interface, but all that you need for basketball season, more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. We even see that on the hockey side with the puck line. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, and right to your favorite lot your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Moving on from this game for Seattle, uh, we know that they have Anaheim tomorrow. And so the fantastic absolutely splendiferous JD Hernandez and I are hoping to do a live stream. I'm hoping JD pops in, but I did this with Seth Tupel 
from Locked on Wild. I really enjoyed it, even though we had, I had, I should say, technical difficulties, but I'm hoping to do the live stream. So I'm going to do a live stream before tomorrow's game against Anaheim. We'll go through all the stats like I usually do on the game day episode. So for those who are on YouTube, make sure you're following on YouTube and also on social media, because that's where you can see the live stream. If you want to watch it well live, if you don't, don't worry, it will be tomorrow's episode of locked on Kraken for you, but we're going to go over the stats. We're going to go over the head to head. You know, I like breaking it down uh, period by period, because so far that data has been very beneficial to predicting who will win the game. So I'm not going to tease it right now. We'll go over it tonight. And then again on the replay, if you will, for tomorrow's episode, but pay attention to that because the Seattle Kraken are going to have to start changing that narrative. They're going to have to start impacting those stats lines. I'm sure they know the stats. We know that there's scout done game after game after game um, for the other team, but I'm hoping that they're paying attention to what's happening there. Last thing before we get out of here today, you heard Jordan Eberle take a tough line. The frustration was palpable. Um, talking about we're losing ground. We're losing ground, said Eberly. And as someone who knows what it takes to make the playoffs. You got to think that he knows what it takes uh, at this point in the season to really make sure that, as he said, you can't win a Stanley Cup this early in the season, but you can take yourself out of it. And it feels like Eberle knows and believes his team to be dangerously close. Now he's coming with the heat. He's coming with the fire. But you heard Giordano took a little bit more, at least with us in media, he was a little bit more of the balm. And you know what's interesting is I, I'd be curious to, to get a handle um, and what the players think, because sometimes you have people, including coaches, that are really tough on their team in media, and they use that as like a plug. It's like, yeah, I'm the enemy right now. Be mad at me. Harness all your energy come together as a team and prove me wrong. Sometimes you see folks do that. Sometimes you see leaders do that. So is that what Everly's doing? Maybe because Gio and certainly Dave Haxtell, they're not taking that line. They're taking the line of we're the balm. We're going to, Ooh, remember I've been mentioning Candace Parker, like let's slow it down. We know we have things to work on, but we we're capable. And so I'm a little bit more, I need like the Eberly mentality personally, but it is every person, every player is a little bit different in how they respond to that outward criticism. Uh, Eberly, I think is the most, uh, I don't want to say dramatic because sometimes people think dramatic is uncalled for, but I think it's the most fired up. We've probably seen a player post game and talking about what I talk about on this show all the time, but Gio has a different approach. He said a lot of the same things that Everly was saying, but made sure to um, stay true, hold fast and stay true and find and be honest that the team needs to find their way back. It's not that they don't have it. And I don't, I don't disagree with that for the most part, but now can you harness it? Can you unleash 
the Kraken. And so I just wanted to note those two different leadership styles. And we know Dave Haxtell keeps it short, sweet, to the point. He's not going to talk about injuries when he doesn't know what's happening. He's going to encourage his guys. He doesn't think it's undisciplined. He doesn't think right now that, uh, you know, it's it's a lack of focus. Um, you know, he doesn't think right now that it's a lack of urgency. I think he's being nice. I think he's being kind about his team. Again, very, very likely though, that he's doing that for the sake of media. What he's saying in the locker room could be completely different. And you know what? I respect the approach. He's not going to betray his team. He's not going to defy their trust publicly, but we all know what's going on. We all know Dave that urgency is a problem right now. And so if you don't want to talk to us about it, that's fine. I respect it. Um, but I hope you're talking to your team about it because there is a lack of urgency. There are lapses that are unforgivable at this stage and at this level, regardless of if this is an expansion team or not, you should know how to play hockey and you should know that you cannot with a team that's an expansion team that you are chasing their tail because of what they did in their first season. You should know. As Gio said, you should know that that's going to be a tough barn to play in. That's going to be a tough team to play in. So you score, you can't get all high and mighty on your high horse against the Golden Knights because that royalty will cut you at the Achilles. Anyway, we'll get into, again, the Anaheim game. We're going to do that live tonight. Check on social media for exactly when. We're just waiting uh, to confirm a few things, but I hope to be joined by J.D. Hernandez, your host of Locked on Ducks, and a very special, very important, but very difficult conversation with a few of my Locked on NHL hosts is forthcoming. We're going to talk about the sexual abuse and assault that has happened with Chicago and the aftermath, but also how that pertains to the hockey world and beyond. So as always, thank you so much for listening to Locked on Kraken. And now that you have done that, we want to take you over for your second listen of the day to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Until tomorrow, as I always say, hold fast, stay true, and of course, Let's go cracking.